Good morning. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. <clears throat> it's, uh, I'm missing my mom today. Uh, she passed away in 1994. So be thankful for your mothers and uh, savor them while they're here. Uh, let's start with prayer, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to uh, comprehend more of your word and uh, help us to be attentive. Lord, help me to speak the words you'd like me to speak. Let the words that are not from you fall to the wayside. Lord, uh, just continue to ask that you fill us with the Holy Spirit and give us a love for others that, uh, that you have for each, each one. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> a lot of times when I start to think about a subject, I think about what do I want to know more about from God's word? And it was like a good opportunity to dig into the word and, and, and learn something and find more things um, out. So I, I'm focusing on the Holy Spirit today. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't feel like it's something that we talk about much. And so I dug through scriptures and was um, very impressed. Uh, it so impressed me that God just um, didn't just leave us high and dry. And even right now, the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts and, and throughout the, the world. Um, this is a difficult, the Trinity is a difficult uh, subject. I found this diagram that I thought was pretty good. Um, there are a lot of analogies out there that I tried to find, uh, but I didn't really like any of them. The only one I really liked was a triangle. And a triangle is not a triangle unless it has three sides. And so the Trinity is like, the, like a triangle. You have the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. They're each God, uh, but they're not the same. They're different. And, I, and the Trinity is really hard to um, really pin down. And so I have to make things, put things in really simple perspective for me to try to figure things out. Uh, because you could really get your head, <clears throat> head going around with this, uh, but I thought of thought of God with like three different jobs, where <clears throat> God the Father is, and please forgive me if this sounds, I I don't mean to sound trivial, but I can only try to sound as simple as possible. But God the Father, I see it 
like his job is in heaven and he's working in heaven. And then God the Son, Christ, came in bodily form and gave us an example and, and he was fully God and fully man at the same time. Then we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, I think, is working in people's lives here on earth and working uh, on the earth. And, and it's hard to understand, but I believe that he has a, a he's a person, right? He's a personality. And so often we think of uh, the Holy Spirit, a lot of people do as an it. But I, I, think he's, I think he's a person, God, fully God, and he has feelings and he has love and care and all the qualities that are in God just working here. So I have a lot of, a lot of scriptures. I'm going to drop off a lot of the... Um, references to uh, try to get through this. But um, also with the Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost, um, I believe it's, they're interchangeable. They're the same, it's the same person, the same thing. And if you go through some of the, um, uh, like Holy Ghost is, more of an old English uh, expression. And we don't think about ghosts much as far as the Holy Ghost, but you know, may, more think about like, a, you know, kind of like a, maybe a specter or something like this. But Holy Ghost is used um, in the King James and mostly, oh, it's only used, Holy Ghost is only used in the New Testament. Um, and then Holy Spirit is used in both New and Old Testament. And then it also says the Spirit of God, um, things like this. So the more I dug, the more I found the Holy Spirit all throughout the Bible. And it was just really fascinating to me uh, to do this study. <clears throat> so the King James refers to the Holy Ghost 90 times. Uh, and the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost is, I often think of it as the third person of the Trinity. But he is co-eternal and of the same substance or essence with the Father and the Son. The Father is almighty, the Son is almighty, and the Holy Ghost is almighty. And yet they are not three almighties, it's just one almighty. So the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. But they're not three gods, it's one God. A lot of this we know already. He works as the direct presence of God in our lives and in the life of the church. That's 1 first, first Corinthians. And he brings praise and glory to Christ, convicts us of sin in our lives, and gradually shapes us to more of the image of our Savior. And there are many more things I'll get to. Um, but the Holy Spirit was at the beginning, just like I'm God, right? 
Genesis 1-2, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So God the Father, God the Spirit, and Christ were all involved in creation. Psalms, cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. This is David's prayer. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people, saying, Where is he that brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit within him? And we're going to see that the Holy Spirit is in people, too. So not only is the moving upon the face of the, the waters, like in creation, but he's also indwelling. And it's one of those things where we, as Christians, should desire more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. <clears throat> if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? The Father gives the Holy Spirit to us. This is very important. And once the Spirit comes into us, Okay, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. So from Ephesians, in whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And also, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So it's like the Holy Spirit comes into us. And God sees the Holy Spirit, how he seals us. And you think about a seal on a letter or a seal on a package or whatever. It says, God's looking down and says, this is mine. He's mine. She's mine. They're sealed with the Holy Spirit, my spirit. And this is, I believe, how God sees us uh, with the Spirit, Holy Spirit indwelling in us. First Thessalonians. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a gift to us from God. This is very important. We think about the gift of salvation. Well, the gift of the Holy Spirit, it's like that. It's the same. And the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost also does miracles. It does, he does miracles here with us and for us and around us. And he also, like he did miracles in the Bible, so we think about the uh, Mary. The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary, right? Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused of Joseph, they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost came upon Mary, and we, we know about the um, 
divine conception, which led to Christ, obviously. John, John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So Christ, it was, it was key, and we'll see that, not sure how it exactly worked, but he had to go before the Holy Spirit could come fully um, during uh, Pentecost. But he baptizes us with the Holy Ghost. And we think about baptism in a simple way, right? Okay, you go down and you come up anew. And I think this is how the, when we become Christians and get baptized, and I'm not saying it's this sequential, but I'm saying the Holy Spirit comes in our lives. And I, I, logic, right? That was my contribution to, the, to Jared's message this morning. I'm a very logical person, but I can remember when I trusted God, trusted Christ as my savior, I, I didn't see the sky bluer or anything like that. It was not this big emotional um, drama in my life. But I could tell I had a different perspective. I had a different outlook on, on life. And I can't really pin it down, uh, but it was one of those things like there was a major change in my outlook on everything. And I had a, before this, I had no desire really to learn about God or had really no interest whatsoever. And after this, then I wanted to learn, wanted to read. I, I just had a different perspective on life and everything. And so I believe in my life, the Holy Spirit came into my life and affected my perspective. And it's not a taking over, it's not a hijacking. It was, a, he's the comforter too, right? So he come, I believe, he came into my life and gave me a new perspective, gave me a new outlook on life and new desires. And it wasn't like a 180 all of a sudden. It's a, it's a, it's a process. It's a, and I believe it's still, still in process still in progress. <clears throat> so I'd like to read some verses uh, to reaffirm the Trinity. Okay. There are many verses. First John, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Matthew 28, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Luke, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. Acts, therefore being by the right hand of God exalted and receiving and having received the Father, the promise of the Holy Ghost, 
He hath shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. Now the Holy Ghost as a teacher also. Luke 12. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. But when they shall lead you up and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye. For it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. He gives us not only different perspective and desires, but he can also lead us in the things to say or go. We'll find out with, with Paul. John 14, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So it was the Holy Ghost that inspired the writers of the Bible to write what they wrote and to remember the things that they remembered. And it's important to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Prophets throughout the Old Testament, holy men of God, spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament seems like not poured out as much as we have today. Um, it was poured out on certain prophets at different times, and, uh, or they filled certain people like David, filled with the Holy Spirit, and had the Psalms that some of we, uh, the Psalms from David. For David himself said by the Holy Ghost, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. Acts, men and brethren, this scripture must needs be, have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David, David spake concerning Judas. For John the Baptist shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall neither drink wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. So we have David, uh, John the Baptist, Luke, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord Jesus. So the Holy Ghost can reveal things to us also. But all of these giants of the faith, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. We think about Paul, okay, Paul was smitten by the Holy Ghost, and then he was filled by the Holy Ghost later. And then the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit led him for, through his missionary journeys, told him to go one way, but not another way, for instance. 
And even Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost. Luke 4, 1. And Jesus, being filled of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Acts 1, 2. Until the day in which Jesus was taken up, after that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good and healing. We'll read Romans 8:11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit, that dwelleth in you. Throughout the Bible, at least 10 people were raised from the dead, including, including Jesus. Of course, Jesus never died again, right? He was raised forever and has life today, whereas all the others that were raised from the dead in the scriptures, they ended up dying again. But from what I can tell, the Holy Spirit raised them up from the dead. And the Holy Spirit will raise us up from the dead too at the last day. And it's important that we receive the Holy Spirit, okay? We should not resist the Holy Ghost. John seven thirty nine. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. John 20, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Peter said, Repent and be baptized, and ye shall receive the Holy Spirit. And when the early church was looking for leaders, they looked for men of faith and filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's go to um, yeah. Let's go to Acts two, verse one, and I'll I'll read that. And when the day of Acts two one, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it was filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, I don't know as far as the cloven tongues of fire, why it seemed to happen then, but not now. But our lives should reflect or radiate, where's Marvin? Radiate the light of Christ, right? The light of the Holy Spirit. And it's the promise of the Father. Acts 1 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, Samaria and 
unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So we should, the Holy Ghost, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We should have boldness, right? We should have, it's God's will that other people come to Christ. And the Holy Spirit, we ask him to come into our lives and fill us. That should embolden us to go and talk to others about the good news. And obviously from the first church, the early church, when the Holy Ghost came upon them, the church multiplied, right? And there were also many gifts that were given. First Corinthians, wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking of the spirit, by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So it seems to me that a Christian, um, once he believes, he gets the Holy Ghost. But I think it's important that we continue to pray that he fills us with the Holy, Holy Spirit. So to summarize some bullet points, the Holy Spirit, he is God. As God, he is co-equal with the Father and with the Son. He is eternal, omniscient, omnipresent, and eternally self-existent. He has always been and he will always be. Like the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit is sovereign over all that exists, both visible and invisible. The Holy Spirit shared in the work of creating the heavens and the earth. The Holy Spirit divinely inspired the authors of Scripture to write his self-revelation and divine will for humanity. Through the Holy Spirit, we are given the supernatural grace to respond to Christ's offer of redemption from 1 Corinthians 12. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sins and conforms us to the image of Christ. And the Holy Spirit is specifically called the Comforter. He is our advocate. He's our helper. <clears throat> he also convicts the world of sin and moves people toward Christ, toward God. Okay. He dwells in believers and fills us. He is a source of revelation, wisdom, and power. He guides us to all truth and knowledge of what is to come. He gives us gifts of the Spirit. He is a seal in the lives of believers. He says this soul belongs to God. He helps us in our weakness weaknesses and intercedes for us before the Father, Romans 8. He makes believers new and grants us eternal life, from Romans 8 also. He sanctifies and enables good fruit in our lives. He helps us to love others. He gives us, gives us righteousness, peace, and joy. He helps us pray and gives us words to say. In Jude, it says, praying in the Holy Ghost. He is a witness to us of what the Lord has done for us and what he will do. Like I have on the board, 
is the equal and all God. And the Trinity is a little bit of a mystery, but we see clearly that there's just one God, but the different persons of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, Holy Spirit. He is real, and he moves among us and in us and through us. And it's important that we continue to pray that he indwells us and fills us. And I think that that will help us to uh, be bold and go out. Not only that, but to have love for God increase and love among ourselves. And so... I would just encourage you to dig through scriptures and learn about the Holy Spirit because I think that it's one of those things that we don't talk about. And some people, I think, maybe in the plain circles, a little bit fear, fear talking about the Holy Spirit because it has been abused. He has been abused uh, out there at times. But it doesn't change the fact that he really changes lives. He changes perspectives, and he changes uh, our love and our outlook toward God. And uh, I was very encouraged by doing this study. I, I felt closer to God by doing this, and uh, it's just so exciting that, yes, we see the life of Christ 2,000 years ago, but even now, he has not left us alone. He's with us. He comforts us. And, uh, and he's here right now. And I just pray, God, that he fills us more. I want to be filled more with the Holy Spirit and, uh, and have more love for God. So thank you very much.